wasn't sure you were talking about me there for, for a minute. Uh, I'm Dave, and I'm from uh, Cody, and uh, I'm a member of Al-Anon, and I'm a grateful member of Al-Anon. I didn't always feel that way, but I do now. Uh, this kind of reminds me, uh, Steve was right about, uh, well, uh, about today being uh, kind of uh, that serenity thing. Not real serene. This is the first time I've really done this. And uh, kind of reminds me of my first uh, Al-Anon meeting that I went to. Uh, it was in Cody, and it was um, after going to a treatment center, uh, family week type thing. And uh, I realized I need to give something when I got home. And uh, so I went, and I found the address in the in the newspaper and uh, showed up down there. And I saw people going through the door, so I just kind of went through the door, to, sat down, and uh, it was a kind of a square room and uh, kind of long tables on each side of the room, and it was pretty fold up, you know. And I said, well, okay, you know, this is okay. And uh, the meeting got started, and they kind of did introductions and stuff and read some stuff, and um, and it came to my turn, and I said, uh, is this, I thought this was an Al-Anon meeting, and uh, it happened to be that that was the AA meeting. So... <laughs> Uh, they said the uh, the Al-Anon meeting is is across the hall, um, so I said, "Oh, okay, you know." So I, I got up and I went over there and uh, I opened the door and I didn't really see anybody. <laughs> uh, there was two other people in that room, um, and uh, uh, I don't really remember too much about that meeting, other than uh, the 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 gal that was there and her name was Carla, and. Uh, she was kind of an old timer, and uh, um, I, I don't remember what she said uh, except uh, "keep coming back." You know, we love you, and uh, and I kept coming back because there was something there that I uh, wanted or needed or something. Um, and that was in 1988, uh, October 15th, I think it was, and uh, I've been coming back ever since that pretty much on a consistent basis uh, but uh, I'll give you a little background of myself um, uh, I actually grew up in uh, New Jersey and uh, uh, I had uh, two older sisters and a younger brother and a mother and father and uh, my dad was the alcoholic at that time in my life and uh, uh, I think for a long time, alcohol really didn't affect me to the point where I really knew that it affected me. Uh, but I think it affected my mom. And, and uh, what I kind of learned in this program and, and reading material and stuff was uh, the dynamics of, of the uh, alcoholic family. And uh, I would say that my family of origin was pretty much a textbook case, you know, and... and uh, you know, it was like somebody was looking in the windows and taking notes or something when I learned about this stuff. Um, but nobody really knew uh, what was going on at that point in time, and it really wasn't until many years later. Um, I think I had a fairly normal childhood. Um, I had, I think, good friends around uh, the block when I was a young kid. Um, we did a lot of things, you know, just kind of played hard and did uh, things kids do, played in the woods, climbed trees. Um, and there was at least two of us around the block that had a, an alcoholic in our family. Um, as I got older, my um, friends kind of changed. And uh, uh, um, the, the kids that I started hanging around with, in like uh, I guess middle school and high school, um, there was basically four of us, and three of us had alcoholic parents in our house. And uh, the fourth, um, he was the oldest of uh, ten kids in his family, so he was automatically, you know, screwed up in, in uh, or dysfunctional or something. You know, he he qualified, he fit in. And uh, the the funny thing is, and this is all. You know, I was able to see this after taking the time to kind of look at my life, and um, we all kind of gravitated toward each other 
because I think we understood each other in some way. Uh, but it was pretty much an unspoken type thing. You know, we didn't really talk about uh, alcoholism or, you know, that our parents were uh, drinkers or drunks. Um, but I think we we just kind of gravitated toward each other because there was a certain understanding that we had of, of each other because of uh, our situation. Um, I wasn't a particularly good student in school, but you know I just kind of did enough to get by, and, and that was about it. Um, I did try, uh, you know, to kind of fit in in school, and I was. Uh, uh, pretty good with that, but I wasn't an exceptional type person. I wasn't real outgoing. I was kind of shy, actually. Girls kind of scared me. Um, so uh, I think it, it was kind of somewhere in those years uh, growing up that, that uh, we could see a little bit of tension growing in the family between my mom and dad. And uh, I didn't really know what it was uh, at that point. But there, there was, uh, well, my, uh, just to give you an example, uh, my mom took up driving um, when she was, uh, well, maybe, well, after all us kids were grown up uh, to the point where um, we were, uh, well, let, me, let me back up here a little bit. Uh, she took up driving basically because she was tired of waiting for uh, the alcoholic to pick her up from the grocery store with uh, bags of groceries and stuff. And, uh, you know, my, my dad's drinking kind of escalated, and it probably follows a pretty normal course of, of uh, an alcoholic's uh, drinking. Um, I think it worked for him for a long time. Um, he was actually his drinking. Uh, he drank all his life. Uh, and I, I know he went to at least uh, one or one AAA meeting, kind of sort of in the middle of things, in the middle of my life. Uh, and he he realized he was an alcoholic, but uh, he didn't really see himself fitting in with the people that were at that meeting. And uh, so I think he pretty much dismissed the whole idea of uh, not drinking. Um, he pretty much accepted that that that's what he was going to do, and he did. Uh, he was the type of drinker that uh, he didn't drink too much at home. Um, uh, he drank every night. Uh, he, he went out every night to drink, and he was a, a member of one of those social clubs that is on main streets in many of these towns. And uh, uh, and he, uh, you know, enjoyed being there. Um, we'll get back to my life. I, I don't know a whole bunch of my dad's story, actually, because uh, I never really had uh, a real in-depth conversation with him. Uh, I kind of had this, I kind of developed, I, I'm, I can't speak for him, but I, I kind of developed this love-hate relationship, and I, I spent a lot of years trying to uh, get his approval. And uh, I think I had some of his approval, but uh, I just didn't know that I had it. And... Uh, uh, I think that just kind of followed me, me around a little bit. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll get back to me. Uh, I, I did go to college, and uh, I basically went to college because I didn't know what else to do after high school. Uh, there was a Vietnam War going, and uh, uh, I was pretty sure I didn't want to get involved in that. And uh, I was really lucky enough to have a high enough draft number that I, I didn't have to, to worry about that. Um, and uh, and I wasn't really uh, the idea of going out and getting a job didn't quite seem like what I wanted to do either so uh, I was encouraged to go to college my, both my parents went to college and um, I was encouraged to go so I went and uh, I went to a little school in West Virginia and uh, I remember being dropped off of there, and, and that was like the loneliest feeling that I ever had. Uh, and uh, I realized that um, at that point, I was like on my own. Uh, you know, there was no walking home from there. It was about an eight-hour drive. Uh, 
So uh, I just kind of did my best to, to fit in with everybody else. And uh, I guess along the way, uh, uh, I discovered a little bit of uh, drinking and, and uh, myself, and that kind of eased the pain for me and allowed me to be, um, to kind of fit in. And uh, I also, also discovered uh, drugs and uh I kind of liked the drugs better because they didn't make me throw up, <laughs> and uh, and it was just uh, I don't know I just I just liked them better. That was my drug of choice uh, for many years, you know. And uh, something to drink was was just something because you were thirsty. Uh, well, that's probably not entirely true, but uh, um, I guess we'll get more to that. Um, it also allowed me to have uh, relationships with girls and stuff, you know, that I could relax and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, have a girlfriend and stuff. And I wasn't very good at the, you know, uh, the dating thing, you know, but I could have a girlfriend on a regular basis. You know, it was like too scary and too too uh, hectic to to try and go out and, and date different girls every weekend or something. So I either had a girlfriend or I didn't. And and drugs and, and alcohol uh, let me do that. Uh, gave me the, the courage and the, the confidence in myself to do that. Um, uh, one, of, one of the things I, I didn't learn uh, and wasn't taught in my house, and I'm not really blaming anybody, but uh, I, I never really uh, learned how to do the relationship thing. I could have a girlfriend, but uh, as far as like having a serious relationship, I guess once things got kind of on a serious uh, mode, it was like uh, just kind of scary, and I didn't know how to deal with that. And so um, I didn't. I just kind of. Ex uh, I remember one relationship. I just kind of pretended that it didn't exist, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I handled it very badly, and, and that was a pattern that I had a few times over. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out that relationship thing, actually. Uh, but that's okay. Um, um, I really should have been kicked out of school because I, I did get into uh, the point where uh, I was doing a lot of drugs. And, and it wasn't like hardcore drugs. It was just like pot mostly and experiment with other, other things. Uh, I graduated, it took me five years to graduate from that school um, and I barely got out of there and I think I had a 1.69 grade point average. <laughs> and, and I'm not, a, I'm not a, a brilliant person but I'm not a stupid person. Um, but I did a lot of stupid things, you know, and I didn't do a lot of things that I should have. Um, Um, I, I did pretty much fall in love with this one gal, and uh, after college, uh, I stayed down in West Virginia, and we, we stayed together, and we got a little apartment together, and uh, uh, that was pretty fun for a while, you know. And but uh, there again, it was that relationship thing. I didn't really know, understand how to do a relationship, um, and we just kind of graded on each other's uh, nerves, and. Um, my dad called. He had a he had a business that um, uh, he manufactured uh, bar supplies or bar mixes. Uh, that was a pretty good business for him to be in. Um, and uh, I had spent a lot of time working there as a kid, and and uh, sometimes in the summer uh, over during college and stuff. And um, he had some trouble with one of the employees and said, "Hey, can you come back and and uh, help me out?" And uh, I did, you know, I jumped at the chance. Uh, and uh, I left my girlfriend in, in West Virginia and said I'll, I'll probably be back in a couple months after I help my dad out. And um, I think I was back in New Jersey for about a year and a half. And um, so I handled that one pretty bad, too. Um, we, we, uh, I tried to, we tried to maintain that relationship to a very... Um, 
limited degree, but it, it really just, just didn't work out. And it was actually probably for the best because uh, I don't think either one of us really knew how to do the relationship thing. Uh, I, uh, I lived in my parents' house uh, while I, most of the time that I was in New Jersey. Uh, it never crossed my mind to go out and get an apartment. <laughs> it just, I just really never thought about it. You know, it was a place to stay. I, I paid a, a minimal room and board or uh, room or, you know, contribute a little bit of money when I was working to pay for food, basically. Um, and I just kind of slept there. Um, uh, I did a, um, I did a number of, uh, I took on a number of jobs actually, um, in order to maybe please my dad or, uh, uh, seek his approval, um, and, um, uh, those things just didn't work out. I, and what I, what I did know is I didn't want to go into the business that he was in. And uh, I had a younger brother, and, and he was kind of, I let him do that. And, and he did, and he's, uh, my, him and my sister actually still run that business. Um, but it, I did know that that wasn't for me, that, that I needed to do something else. Uh, and... Uh, there was a um, a point that I was able to save a lot of money, and I, I figured I'd do that. Uh, remember that TV show, Then King Bronson, or There Goes Bronson, or something? Well, I kind of liked that idea, so I liked motorcycles, and I bought a motorcycle, and I headed out across the country to uh, sort of find myself, you know, and uh, my girlfriend had, had given me uh, Zen and the uh, Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, and I had read that and thought, you know, okay, this is what I need to do. <laughs> And uh, and I did, but I, I kind of ended up in Colorado, um, and I hung out there um, and with uh, actually with some friends of my brothers uh, that lived out there from from New Jersey, and uh, I just kind of hung out there because uh, it was I didn't have to deal with uh, family pressure and and those kind of dynamics that were going on between me and my dad. Um, but I started running out of money, and um, I didn't have much luck finding a job, so I kind of headed home. And uh, I got home, and uh, I think I had, uh, I don't know, I had, like, change in my pocket, you know. So it was, like, good timing. It was, uh, you know, it was maybe some good Al-Anon stuff, you know, where you just got things figured out all the way down to the last penny type thing. Um, uh I hung around with some people in New Jersey that uh, they were nice people, but they were kind of druggies and and uh, did that kind of stuff. And and uh, it, they weren't. Uh, it wasn't a good environment for me. Uh, I found myself falling asleep in in uh, with my head asleep on the table in a rock and roll bars and stuff. You know, at the end of the night and waking up. And uh, you know, I I knew that wasn't. Where I, what I should be doing, and uh, I, I did some more Al-Anon stuff. I, I did a, I decided to make a geographic detachment, and um, and I, I came out to Wyoming with uh, another friend from from college that I had that uh, had said that uh, we had seen each other again after college, and uh, he said, oh yeah, I go out there every year and I hunt. And guide and stuff like that out there, and I said, "Well, that sounds really cool. You know, let me know when you're going." So, so I did. I, I jumped at the chance to do that, and uh, actually, I've been out here ever since. Uh, and I ended up in, in the northeast part of the state, not too far away uh, from where I live now. Um, and it, you know, my idea at the time was, well, you know, I'm I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to see the world again, you know. But I got into a spot, and it was like. Uh, just this comfortable spot, and I didn't have to deal with uh, the relationships of my family, you know. And I just kind of isolated myself there, and uh, and life was pretty good, you know. I'd go fishing uh, in the evenings. I uh, worked at this uh, sort of resort just outside of Yellowstone Park, and uh, just walked down to the river and go fishing, you know, two or three times a week. And uh, they had a bar for uh, people, and and uh, 
usually people get together and hang out there and drink some beers and, and do that in the, in the evenings. Um, and uh, it, it kind of sounds like I'm an alcoholic, I know, because I, I keep putting myself in these uh, positions where I'm around these parties. And, and I, I always call this, this place that I worked, I always said that that was the longest party I was ever at, because uh, that's really what it seemed like. Uh, everybody else there was, was uh, young and free and, and kind of doing the same thing. And, uh, and it was fun, but uh, it wasn't like the environment that I... That was good for me to be in, and uh, uh, I kind of uh, the the business went bankrupt, and I, I kind of ended up uh, moving down the valley, uh, getting closer to town, and I worked at a, a dude ranch a little bit farther down the road for a couple of years, and uh, and that was a little bit more mellow. You know, it was a, it was a good place to be. There was people there that liked to party, but but not all the time. And uh, I was actually getting to the point where, uh, you know, drugs really weren't, you know, I was just turning into a vegetable and I knew that. And, and it wasn't fun, you know. And um, I was just getting to the point where, you know, I, I don't need this stuff anymore. And uh, so I, uh, so that was a better environment for me to be in. That's actually where I met my wife. Um, and she was um, she was passing through. She was a uh, she had a uh, she was friends with somebody that worked there, and she was coming to visit him. And on her way to visit somebody else, uh, her sister up in British Columbia. And um, uh, I don't know. We got along pretty well, so she stayed. <laughs> And uh, we we just kind of hit it off. Actually, we we did hit it off pretty well. And, and uh, uh, you know, I could be myself with her. And and um, and she told me she was an alcoholic, but uh, she didn't drink. You know, uh, I said, well, okay, yeah, I know what an alcoholic is. My dad's an alcoholic. You know, uh, but he drinks. You know, but she doesn't drink. Okay, I can handle this. Uh, but she smoked pot, so. Uh, now I, I just said that I was coming to the point where I really didn't need that in my didn't feel like I needed that in my life anymore or, or wasn't doing for me what it, it did at one time. Um, but I saw her smoking a lot and it was kind of like an Al Anon thing for me or a pre Al Anon thing for me to do was to uh I smoked more so she'd smoke less. Uh, and uh and uh, that didn't really work because she just kept lighting up another bowl, you know. And I just get pretty wasted, and uh, and I guess I'm kind of fun when I'm in that mood or mode, uh, or or I can be. Uh, but but anyway, um, let's see. Um, she she ended up getting a job there, and um, she worked at. Um, as a waitress and as a bartender uh, for many years, and um, and we uh, we moved in we moved in together, um, and there was some friction there. I I think I had a um, I was kind of jealous of her work. Uh, I, I kind of arranged my schedule around her schedule, um, and. Uh, at that point, life didn't cost very much to live, you know, so it was easy to survive without me having a real good steady job. Um, and she was willing to share what she had with me. So um, we went along like that pretty pretty much. And then, uh, I don't know, we started getting kind of serious or thinking about that commitment type question. And um, that was something that I wasn't real comfortable with but um, I was with her but it was we had a real hard time setting a date on things to uh, to get married and, um, and that took a while to do that and and in between times uh, she got pregnant a couple times and uh, I did the valent thing I, I let her decide how to take care of that and uh, 
and she did. Um, um, and I, I told her I'd support her, you know, no matter what she wanted to do. Uh, but I kind of let her make that decision, you know. And um, uh, but, I, but I hung around and I stayed in there, and, and she stayed too. And um, and uh, we we finally did set a date, and uh, it was June second, uh, nineteen eighty four is uh, when we got married. And uh, that was back in Vermont where she had grown up uh, and where her parents lived. And uh, it was a big, huge wedding. Uh, her family was fairly well off and um, they had a fairly large extended family. And there was like probably a couple hundred people there. And I knew maybe a, a dozen people at that wedding. And that was... Uh, that wasn't real fun for me. Um, I just I don't like being the center of attention or being focused on or or thinking that people are looking at me like you guys are. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't I'd rather be sitting against the wall. Um, that's where I'm comfortable. Um, and I remember being embarrassed there uh, that. Uh, my wife was going around the, the back of the inn with a friend of hers to, to smoke a joint at the reception and stuff. And I was like, well, you know, come on, this is our wedding, you know, and people see us, you know. And I didn't care if she smoked, but she, you know, I wish she was a little bit more discreet about it. <laughs> but she wasn't. It wasn't a big deal to her. Um, and I guess I got over it. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Um, let's see. We... Um, well, we drove back to Wyoming, and um, um, I, I had got a steady job uh, by the time we uh, had gotten married, and um, I was working uh, for a concrete contractor, and uh, they paid pretty good wages, and it was like good, honest work and physical work, and um, that's a lot of the work that I did was kind of physical work. It wasn't didn't take a lot of mental strain. Um, you know, you you figure it out once or twice, and then you're pretty good with it. And uh, and I felt good about myself. Uh, you know that I was being productive and all that good stuff, um, and that I was providing. And. Uh, I guess we just wanted to get things more complicated, and, and uh, she happened to be get pregnant again, and um, and we were happy that uh, at that point, you know, uh, and we had a son, and um, he's a great kid, um, and um, she was still working um, a good part of the time, um, and she basically chose to. Uh, to work at night. I worked during the days and uh, she worked during the nights and so um, I changed a lot of diapers and I made a lot of meals and, and fed the kids and stuff and, and did a lot of things with them and, and that was great fun and that was a, actually that was a great opportunity because um, I probably wouldn't have done a whole bunch of that kind of stuff if she was around to, to do that stuff. Uh, my dad never did any of that kind of stuff um, so I, I didn't get that from him. But it was it was really fun. Um, we also had a uh, had another child, a, a daughter, uh, about two years later, and um, that was a, another little miracle type thing. And um, I guess there there was a growing tension between us um, that had developed. Uh, just kind of as we went along, and and I think one of the one of the insights I had was that I suggested that maybe while she was pregnant, you know, it would be a good time to quit smoking, and uh, cigarette, cigarettes and, and pot, you know, and and that um, was a, a definite no on on both those things, and that, that gave me a little clue that where her priorities lied, um, but it didn't strike home too much at that point. Um, but it was kind of there, planted in the back of my mind. Um, uh, we also bought a house the same year that my daughter was was born, um, and it was kind of an old, beat-up farmhouse type thing. And it's it's still kind of a beat-up old farmhouse. But but uh, we did a lot of a lot of work on the outside of it and and fixed it up. And um, 
a neat yard and I kept myself busy doing those kinds of things and it was kind of like uh, the uh, that Mer picket fence stream type thing you know and um, you know I thought things were going along pretty well and I was working hard and and I didn't mind it and and she was working hard and we had two kids and uh, we had a dog and I don't know when we start getting cats we have a bunch of cats now um, so life just kind of I just kind of moved closer and closer into town and, and life kept getting a little bit more complicated and uh, uh, I don't know exactly where it was. Uh, I'm doing good. I haven't really been following my notes. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Um, let's see. Um, we're going along. We have kids, and um, there's a little strain between us. Uh, we, we keep having these same arguments every couple of weeks, um, and they are they're the same arguments that we have over and over. Um, and I don't remember exactly what they are. Um, and the only thing that was good about them was there was a momentarily venting of frustration. Um, but it was still on the build, you know, on the inside. Um, see, I, I think at this point, uh, my wife was probably, uh, she was... Um, working as a waitress at this point um, and um, one of the things when I got to do sometimes was I got to do laundry and uh, I was putting away some of her stuff and I opened up the drawer to put some underwear away or something and I found all these bottles of NyQuil and uh, uh, of course, the main ingredient of that is <laughs> is alcohol, and uh, uh, that just kind of uh, scared me uh, because I could I thought I could live with a, a non-drinking alcoholic, but I wasn't quite sure that I could live with a drinking alcoholic, and uh, I confronted her about it, and uh, I don't know exactly know what happened, but it kind of got sloughed off, and. Uh, and I probably didn't want to, you know, I didn't want reality to really set in. Uh, I like kind of having that uh, that good image that I could, uh, you know, live with or that was easy to live with. Uh, uh, another episode that kind of clued me in that, that my wife was drinking um, was uh, we went out to uh, we had an anniversary dinner at the restaurant where she worked, and uh, the owners sent over a complimentary bottle of wine with with two glasses, <laughs> and uh, I was kind of surprised, you know, um, and uh, and um, I think she I can't remember if she drank some of that wine or not, uh, but apparently she'd you know been drinking after work, you know, to relax, and just kind of unwind. And uh, and apparently she didn't tell her coworkers that she was a an alcoholic or or a non-drinking alcoholic or at that point. Uh, so that kind of let the cat out of her bag. Uh, uh, and things just kind of escalated from that point. Uh, we had there was some confrontation. I don't remember a lot of particulars. Uh, it's funny. I I really have never seen my wife drunk probably more than two or three times um, but things kind of escalated really fast um, I started checking up you know uh, on her after work and seeing if, if she was still at work and if she wasn't there you know why wasn't she home um, and I, I left my two little kids at home by themselves which would be something that I normally would not do and um, uh, and that, that just kind of shows me the the insanity that that I was entering into, that I was living, that I was creating in my own mind. Um, I was creating a bunch of um, unre uh, non-reality based scenarios, and um, and that was pretty unhealthy for me to to do those kinds of things uh, because I I can make up some really good ones. Uh, 
things quickly came to a head at, at that point, and and I don't. Uh, well, I know what actually brought things to a head. Uh, she had, uh, after work, sometimes she would like crash up upstairs. We, uh, we had this this house that we lived in was a was a two story house, and we pretty much lived downstairs. Uh, the upstairs was pretty much empty except for uh, a couple beds, and sometimes she'd crash up there instead of coming to bed at night, uh, so that she didn't have to uh, wake me up or be confronted by me, and. Um, I had to go out of town for work. We were doing a foundation someplace in, uh, up in the forest, and it was a be-out-of-town type deal for you know a couple of days. And uh, so I uh, went upstairs to say, you know, well, don't forget about the kids, you know. And uh, she was passed out up there uh, with a drinking friend of hers, and. Uh, 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 that was kind of hard to, to see. Uh, at that point, uh, I don't know, I had a lot of mixed feelings. I just wanted to, uh, it's probably lucky that there wasn't things up in that room that I could pick up and swing because I probably would have done that. Uh, and it, preferably, I would have liked to have had a baseball bat. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I'm, I'm glad nothing was there. And, I'm a little bit of a coward anyway, so I don't know if I actually would have done it if something was there or not. Um, and uh, we had a, she came downstairs and we had a brief conversation before I went to work for a few days out of town. And uh, it was kind of agreed upon that this wasn't working and that uh, I don't know if I asked her to leave or if she said she was leaving, but that's what happened. Uh, I came back into town. I went to pick up the kids at the daycare, and, and she was gone. And uh, things for me just kind of crumbled at that point. Uh, here I am with uh, two kids and a cat and a dog and, and a mortgage. It's like, wow. Uh, and uh, I didn't quite know how to handle it. Uh, I pretty much blamed my wife, um, and I didn't. Uh, at that point, I didn't understand what alcoholism was, um, and uh, didn't really hear from her uh, for about a month or so. And uh, I can't remember. I, I, I think she called and said that she had put herself into a treatment center. And uh, basically, my idea was to go down there and to say, you know, you can straighten up, you can come home. Um, if you can't, you know, then I guess this isn't going to work out. And uh, my sister came out. She sat with, the, stayed with our kids for uh, for that week. And um, and I went down there, and, and that's pretty much all I had to say, um, or, or thought I had to say at that point. And uh, I went down there, and I, I spent that time in that family week, and. Uh, it was kind of like uh, the light bulb turning on, uh, and um, I never did get the, the chance to say that. Um, what I what had happened to me was uh, I identified with my family that I grew up with, my family of origin. Uh, that's where um, the whole dynamics of uh, alcoholism in a family. Um, was, uh, or, or, you know, that's where I started learning about that kind of stuff, and it was like, yeah, okay, this all makes sense. And uh, and I realized I needed to uh, to do something there. I, I realized that I kind of needed help, that uh, they told me that I was my own responsibility and, and, um, and that... Uh, that I was sick too, you know, and, and I, I had some kind of a disease and it was basically codependency or, you know, I was addicted to the alcoholic and or the relationship. And um, I got to the point where uh, I, I really took a lot of that in and uh, I looked at my life for the first time uh, about what my part was and, and where my responsibilities were and, and how I fitted in with everything. And, um, and I was able to see some patterns and, uh, um, and I realized that 
um, that my life was pretty much unmanageable and that uh, I was pretty powerless. And, uh, and I realized that I needed some help. And that was something that I was uh, not real good at asking for is, is help. And, uh, but I did ask the counselor there uh, what I needed to do. And she was a, a good alcoholic. And uh, she said that, uh, see if there's a, an Al-Anon group where you live. And if there is, you know, go check that out. So I did. And, and that's when I went into that room with uh, all the alcoholics sitting around that I thought was an Al-Anon room. Um, I don't know how we're doing for time here. We uh, anyway. Um, what I what I did, uh, I I started going to Al-Anon uh, because I need to go to Al-Anon, and I realized it, and uh, and I was able to focus on me because I was able to see. Um, I was able to apply it to myself, and I was able to let my wife apply have a, have her program I was able to let her go to to AA and um, and not to control things uh, one of the the biggest things I learned was I at one point developed the ability to or the I don't know I constantly took her inventory and things weren't good enough and quick enough and and um, and I know how to do things better than she did and and um, and I needed to stop doing that, and I really needed to uh, focus on myself, and um, and that was real hard because I kind of always focused on somebody else. I was always kind of uh, a follower, um, and I had to take the initiative and kind of lead my own way, um, um, and uh, we didn't have a whole bunch to say to each other for a long time. Um, and and that was okay. That was probably good actually. Um, and it's I only learned this recently, or not recently, a couple of years ago. That uh, when my wife's talking to me, that's um, not necessarily an open invitation for me to uh, jump in there and, and fix her life for her. Um, but it took me many years to do that, uh, to realize that. Um, but I was pretty good at, at not taking her inventory uh, on my own. Um, but I was still taking it up here, you know, on my mind, and I think that showed. Um, and I need to stop doing that. And I was able to see that, and I was able to apply that type stuff because there was plenty for me to do about myself. And uh, um. One of the things I, I did do uh, in the program um, was uh, this Carla that was there. She she made suggestions to me, you know, said, "Well, there's a district meeting. You should be here for that, you know." And and uh, or there's a there's a preteen group that needs a sponsor, and and I did that for about uh, I think about a year and a half or a year or something like that, and. Um, and I, I did get involved in a little bit of service work, and, and uh, I met some pretty neat people, and people that were kind of working their program pretty pretty well. And that's kind of exactly what I need to do. I, I can look at things and, and, and pick out what I can use. I can't use everything that I see people doing and, and hear how they deal with things, but there's, there's uh, bits and pieces that I can use and, and, put, and apply to myself. And that's what I got out about going to meetings. Um, I got out um, that I needed to to talk myself. Uh, I never talked to anybody about any of my problems. I used to have uh, chest pains before I uh, came into the program. Uh, I, I think ex I think they're probably anxiety attacks, and um, they just scared the hell out of me. And my heart would just like take off like I was a. Uh, um, you know, like a racehorse was, you know, going down the back stretch. And I just thought I was just going to die. And that would happen every once in a while. And uh, it it just, I had a lot of fear about that. 
and uh, I was I had so much fear that I wasn't able to go get medical help, you know, because I was too fearful to find out, you know, that uh, something was the matter, and so I never did. I, I got close one time. I, I I said I'm going into the hospital and into the emergency room, and uh, by the time I had driven down the river to get to town, uh, it's probably about. 35, 40 miles, I felt okay, you know, so I just went for a, lo a longer ride that day. Um, but the, I, I know this program works, and I, I can't always explain how it works and why. I forget a lot of stuff. Uh, but I know that it works because I was in this program for about uh, like a month, and I realized I hadn't had any chest pains for a long time, you know, since I've been in this program. And, and what I learned was... Uh, that I, you know, that was stuff that I did to myself. I stressed myself out, and I, I did that because I didn't deal with uh, what was going on around me. Uh, if something was uh, uncomfortable, I just didn't deal with. It. I skirted around the issues. I, I was in complete denial uh, about a lot of things. Uh, I, I always used that slogan slogan before I came in now, and I was keep it simple, you know. I did. I kept things as simple as I could, uh, but what I didn't realize was that um, if I don't share things and if I don't clean up the messes that I make today, then sooner or later I'll have to uh, do that. And um, uh, so I tried putting some of those, some of that kind of stuff into practice. And uh, I think we're probably running a little late. There's a couple of other things that I just wanted. To, say that uh, 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 I'm really here for myself. I'm here on my own choosing. But uh, I think my kids, um, they got to go to a lot of preteen meetings. Um, and I think they benefit um, from me being in the program. And that's, that's kind of a bonus. But I'm really here because I need to be here for me. Um, my wife no longer chooses to go to uh, meetings. Uh, but she's not a practicing alcoholic, and I can live with that, and I have to let her have her program. And, uh, and she still remembers a lot of stuff that she learned in here, and she was in here for a, quite a few years. Um, and she gave me some advice about, uh, well, these are the most forgiving people in the world that you're going to go speak to because, uh, you know, I told her how scared I was. And... Uh, and she, you know, was able to put that in perspective for me. And uh, she's given me other advice, you know, like um, I have fear of getting in an airplane, you know, and, and um, you know, give your fear over to your higher power. Um, and that's a real hard thing for me to do because uh, I really don't have much of a connection uh, with a higher power when I came into this program. Um, and that's something that I've been trying to uh, work on and um, I have a faith now that, that I just didn't have before. Uh, I don't have a direct line to my higher power um, but I, I do believe that there's something out there. Uh, I kind of have a hard time with organized religion um, and I, I really like that this program allows me to pick and choose my own kind of higher power and and uh, and I like that this program lets me have my program the way that I can have it, the way that I can do it. Sometimes I can work my program really well, and sometimes it kind of slips away. Uh, but that's okay. And that, and that allows me to be in this program because I don't have to sit there and I, I don't have to take a test. Um, so that was important. Um, this is a, a great story, I, or it's, it's uh, I don't know if it's a great story, but it's it's something that opened my eyes to the way I was, and uh, I had been in the program for probably a couple of years, and uh, I guess things didn't always go smoothly, and, and uh, I'm afraid my kids uh, got some of, uh, you know, some of that misguided frustration and anger, and... Uh, I was yelling at them, and they were just little kids, you know, and I have no idea what they were doing, and I was just reading them the riot act, and they looked scared. And uh, I finished reading them the riot act, and I, I left, and I uh, walked through the, the bathroom, and I just kind of glanced up and looked at the mirror, and what I saw was me, and, and then 
And then I knew why, why they looked scared. <laughs> they, because the reflection that I saw in that mirror scared me. You know, it was, uh, it was, uh, I'm so glad that I saw that. Because, uh, I just wouldn't have been able to make that connection, you know. And, uh, and I was able to see, you know, what I looked like. Uh, because I had become willing to, uh, to look at myself and to admit, uh, my shortcomings. And, uh, and it was great that I could go in there and make amends and say that I was sorry and that I could kind of clean that mess up and that I didn't have to carry that burden around with me to do, to do that at a later date. And uh, I think that was good for them too, uh, to realize that this psycho-looking guy that was yelling at him, you know, wasn't their fault. Uh, that uh, he was doing it because of something else. Uh, um, I still struggle with uh, my self-worth and self-confidence. Uh, it kind of goes like the pendulum and it doesn't stay in the balance. It's either over here or it's over here. And it's not always in the healthy zone, but it, it passes through it more often and it stays a little bit longer there. And that's good. Um, um, I, I, uh, I look at things now and I try to make healthier decisions. I was somebody that um, didn't like to make decisions. I remember I bought a little truck one time uh, in New Jersey and I, uh, I asked everybody whether I should get a Toyota or a Datsun <laughs> and nobody would give me an opinion, you know. <laughs> And I even asked my mother, and uh, and uh, I had to make that decision all myself. And I wondered for years if I had made the right one. Uh, I still have that truck. Uh, I, I tend to be somebody who doesn't throw things away, the, the good or the bad. Uh, and uh, I learned a lot of that stuff in my house when where I grew up. Um, and I, I don't really blame uh, my folks. Um, I just kind of accept that they did the best that they could for where they were at. And, uh, and um, things are uh, the way they are just because they are sometimes. Uh, not because uh, people are doing things to me. Uh, you know, and I tended to look at, you know, things were directed at me. I, I am the center of my universe but that is like you know that ends right right here you know this shell you know that's the only center of the universe that I am and uh, there's a lot of other universes out there uh, I don't know that I have too I, I guess I could keep talking but I probably shouldn't so um, I'd like to say thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to be here and uh, um, um, just thanks.